the Tennessee Titans should be all in on bringing Lamar Jackson to Nashville. Find out why and much more on this week's episode of Talking Titans. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL! And he just took her to the house! The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Sick Podcast Talking Titans. I'm joined always by my two co-hosts, Jared and Van. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Pretty always good. good. Can't wait to... Absolutely. Yeah, can't wait to get this started. Yeah, so we got a lot to cover. Um, as always, we've brought in another fantastic guest. Uh, we're not going to waste any time bringing her in. So, Kayla, why don't you come on in? Kayla what Anderson, how are you? What's going on? Man, I'm just uh, living the life here in Nashville, Tennessee. I was just talking to y'all off the air here, and I said, I don't know what the weather is going to be like from day to day, but it's sunny today, and that's a good sign, right? Because we had plenty of official signings. Absolutely. Uh, Kayla Anderson, obviously you guys know her from 104.5 The Zone. Uh, she covers the Titans, and, and we appreciate all the work that she does on a regular basis for us. So uh, first and foremost, thanks so much for taking the time out of your night to talk a little Tennessee Titans with us. Uh, and I think uh, we'll just jump right into it. Um, so my first question for you, Kayla, I think a lot of people are a little taken back by the Kevin Byard news that's come across uh, our, our, our phones, whatnot, over the past few days. Um, there's been a lot of contradictory reports. Some people said that uh, they made him an offer and they said if you if you were or he said that if he wasn't going to accept the offer that he was going to ask to be released. And then there's reports that came out that said he never asked to be released. Um, what are you hearing? Obviously, you're much closer to the scene than we are. Is there any extended information you can share with us on that whole situation? Yeah, and we kind of addressed it on our show on Ramon, Kayla, and Will because Ramon Foster clearly played in the NFL. He has been in situations where he's seen this happen to guys that he's played with. And I simply just asked him straight up, like, when you have an organization come to you and say, hey, will you take a pay cut? And you say, nah, I'm good. What's the chances that that ends up working out in the end that they come back and they're like, okay, well, we're going to bring you back. Don't worry about the pay cut. And he said that that's doesn't happen much, right? I mean, once that is kind of strained in terms of the relationship, um, I think it's hard to patch up. And I'm not saying that Kevin Byard isn't going to be a Titan this upcoming season, but if the reports are true that he indeed was approached by the Titans and asked to take a pay cut, um, I find that, in my opinion, a little bit offending to a guy who has worked his absolute butt off for this franchise. Um, on the field, you guys know what he's done. He's a pro bowler. He's a guy that the numbers are still there. He's a key part of that locker room and the leadership of that entire team. And then off the field, he does every single thing right and is heavily involved in the Nashville community. And so for a guy who's done everything right that Mike Vrabel, mind you, at the end of the season said, hey, look, 
Christian Fulton. Hey, look, David Long Jr., you can't stay healthy. So why don't you look at a guy like Kevin Byard, who's almost 30 years old and is out there for every single game and hasn't had injury issues? Why don't you go train with him? So to me, when you put a guy up there on a pedestal like that, too, and if he was indeed approached by the organization, and I'm not saying that that was Mike Vrabel's idea to do that, um, to me, it, it's just not great business. And I would not take a pay cut if I were Kevin Byard. But then again, he's told them he wants to stay here, right? He wants to retire a Titan. So sometimes I feel like organizations take that and kind of use that to their advantage. All right, moving right along, we have holes all over the offensive line. So the Titans just signed two veteran offensive linemen, one being former uh, first-round overall – not first overall round pick, but first overall first-round pick and Washington State alum. There's your little Gokooks for you. Andre Dilliard, do you think that they're going to use him as the bona fide left tackle of this football team, or do you think they're going to use uh, pick 11 and still pick an offensive lineman? That's a damn good question. We've, we've just been going back and forth on this because in a way this signing threw us for a little bit of a loop. But if you look at it, we talked to Andre Dillard today. Uh, he was in the building and he was specifically asked about what he prefers in terms of you know, position-wise on the line. And he absolutely went straight to left tackle. He said, that is what I feel like my uh, – goal is to play that is what I feel like I've been brought here to play and so in his mind that is the position that he wants to be at now that is not to say that if they really really like that tackle wherever you know it might be Paris uh, Johnson um, it, it might be a, another guy that might be a little more versatile I, I think that if they really are in love with that that tackle at 11 they'll take them and they'll kind of just use Dillard I know it's you're going to talk about the money but they could use Dillard in different positions because we all know too on in the depth perspective at least with this line it's been an issue and I think if anything it's good to have guys that are ready to go and look that guy could come in that rookie could come in and they could battle for that position. Um, and if anything, you've got more depth at it. So I know maybe that's not what Titans fans want to hear because they did give him some money. Right now I think he's going to be the guy, but I still think they might take an uh, offensive lineman to tackle no matter what at that number 11. If they're even, e- even if a uh, wide receiver and all the wide receivers are on the board, you, you wouldn't still pick uh, Jackson he- Smith? Yeah, if there's a wide receiver, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is on the 11 spot, is at the 11 spot, I think, in my opinion, the Titans need to take Jackson they Smith have and Jigba. To. Because they have look, they have nothing at wide receiver. They have Traylon Burks, and that's, that's it. it. <laughs> and look, Kyle, I, I, whatever you want to, Kyle Phillips told me at the end of the year, I'm doing everything I can to be healthy. I'm going to do whatever I need to do in the offseason. That's great, but they need a number two. They, I mean, they need a number. I mean, he's he's not going to be that guy no matter what. No. Um, he might be like a three or a four, but they need a number two and a number one solidified. And Traylon, that's still up for grabs. Like, yeah, that was going to be my not, next point. I still think he has work to do and things to prove. Yeah. So if if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there, he's a true talent. Uh, he's also Ohio State guy, which a lot of those dudes I've covered that program. Uh, they put dudes in the NFL and they stick there for the most part. 
Yeah. Um, well, first off, thanks for coming on. And uh, speaking of receivers, receiver needs to be thrown the ball by somebody. And right before this podcast started, um, we uh, Josh Dobbs was signed by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we've asked everyone who's come on, Cameron Wolf, uh, Tron Davenport, Jim Wyatt. A lot of people still uh, think Ryan Tannehill is going to be our quarterback going into next year. What do you think, at least, if if you don't know who the starter will be, what the quarterback room might look like? Is it still a possible play at 11 if someone falls to us? Because uh, a lot of people thought Josh Dobbs, with his play, warranted a, a legit shot at the backup position last year with Malik. So does this um, make you believe that they still think Malik has a chance to be, you know, a guy they could use in the future and, and they're number two right now? Or, you know, what's basically the, your feel on on that position? Because I think everyone's waiting for the shoe to drop and, uh, you know, it hasn't dropped yet. So You mean rip the Band-Aid off? Yeah. Okay. I, it's, at some point, I, I feel like they just want to see a move because they know that Ryan Tannehill – is not the future, right? I mean, he might be the quarterback this upcoming year, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, If they can surround him with more weapons and get that offensive line fixed, which they look to be doing, I think Ryan Tannehill is definitely serviceable. Um, However, this is about the future more than anything, and you made that clear when you brought in Rand Carthon, and you see some of these things that they're trying to do with uh, moving pieces around and and kind of getting some of these older players out and bringing younger guys in that they can develop. Um, However, I I don't like the backup situation right now, guys. I, I didn't really like it last year. I, I thought that, you know, Malik Willis, great. You take him at in the third round, you try to maybe see what you can get out of him. But I think you saw a lot of what you were going to get last year, because guess what? He played in games. Like, and I know he was a rookie and I know he was learning, but like now he's got those games under his belt. And I just didn't see enough like growth from him to know like he's going to be the guy in the future. But this move and them not trying to go after Dobbs as the backup, which I wanted to see happen, makes me think that they're still trying to give Malik a chance, guys. They're still trying, okay, one more year under Tannehill, maybe that'll be enough to get him ready to be our guy, to be our number one. I personally don't like it. And I don't know if that's the plan, but it sure seems to be looking like that with that moves with, with Dobbs signing with the Browns. Now, if there's a situation in the draft similar to last year or two years ago, maybe when, when fields fell a little further than people thought, and then the bears traded up to 10 to go get their guy. Is there someone in particular you think the Titans might have their eye on if they fall to a certain spot you know, the eight, nine, 10 spot where we feel as though if we only have to jump two or three spots, there's someone that we might be interested in, whether it's Richardson, Levi's, or, you know, I doubt, you know, Stroud or Bryce Young will be there. But do you think it's at all a possibility if someone's there around our pick that we make that move? Yeah. And unfortunately, the only, I, I like, I like Bryce Young. I, I think he's, he's small though. And I just, it, to me, it's hard to, in, in this day and age with quarterbacks, I mean, look at what you're seeing with Tua, uh, also a smaller guy. And I'm not saying he can't do uh, That guy is talented as hell. I'm not saying that. I would 
but my guy is CJ Stroud. Like if there is one quarterback in this draft that I'm saying like, that's my guy, he's going to get it done. He's got all, all the, the physical attributes uh, plus just everything in terms of, you know, the smarts of playing the quarterback position. Like that's the guy I would give up stuff to go get. And I just, he's not going to be there. Right. I think the best bet guys is looking forward to next year's quarterback class. And unfortunately you can't predict that far in the future, but in my opinion, that class is more stacked with quarterback talent than this one. So I don't see them going to get a Will Levis. I don't like Will Levis. I just don't think he is, is going to have a career in, in terms of a, a long-term career in the NFL as a starter. Um, you have seen it so many times with these quarterbacks that get picked so high. Uh, just half of them don't even pan out. And I'm not like the quarterback whisperer, but like a lot of the guys that I've thought Okay, they're not going to make it. They don't freaking make it. Um, Anthony Richardson's a toss-up to me. Like, for me, him going to Seattle, him working under Geno Smith, I think he could potentially be something. But you guys, the Titans can't afford a project right now, right? Yeah. Well, that's so a, if, a, my, my bad, Sal, real quick. No, 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 no. We're on a quarterback spot. So you're talking about a project quarterback. We have Malik Willis right now as a project. But what happens if, like, the Heisman favorite before he got injured in college football last year – falls in the, into the second or third round. Are you taking that chance in Hendon Hooker or are you going to move up for him in the second round? Because right now, in my opinion, Hendon Hooker is, is a way better established quarterback yeah. than Malik Willis is. No, I, I would completely agree with you. I met Hendon Hooker at the Senior Bowl this year. And first of all, the freaking dude's hands are like – like that guy yeah like you see his hands you're like okay that dude like can hold it like that guy's an athlete like he can palm a football like that dude when he talks when he leads like he is that guy and the only thing that's holding anybody back is obviously the acl injury which he is on the fast track in terms of that too and with today's technology i don't really think that's a problem i think there's still questions about the system at, at, at Tennessee, right? And, and, you know, is he going to be able to transition into the NFL? I think he is, just from everything that I continue to find out about him, you know, and what we saw from him. It's hard to, to push back on that because he had a Heisman-like season and unfortunately yeah. got hurt. I don't know if it, this Malik thing throws off everything because if it wasn't for Malik, I would say, yeah, they would go get maybe a project quarterback or they would take a Hendon Hooker in the second round. And and maybe they do, right? I just think there's too many other needs right now, guys, that they have to worry about yeah. patching up on this team before they think about a quarterback, unfortunately. Because John Robinson pigeonholed them. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Put it, let's just put it quite frank. Absolutely. And I'm glad that, you know, this conversation got to the point where I can cut in here and ask this question because we mentioned the holes the team has. Uh, we mentioned the need for a future quarterback. Well, you know, if you're going to go the route of drafting a quarterback and it's if it's not going to happen this year, you're going to have to, you know, pay up a lot of draft picks, especially if they contend in the AFC South next year. Mm -hmm. Now, another way that you could start rebuilding this team from the ground up is getting at a quarterback that's already established right. that's still young that was if was a previous mvp a cup of coffee ago um and i'm just 
you know, trying to wrap my head around why it doesn't appear, at least from the outside looking in, that the Titans aren't throwing their hat in the ring on Lamar Jackson. And it just really blows me away. I want to hear your insight on it. And, and maybe is there anything that whispers you're hearing that maybe they're trying to keep it close uh, under un, under closed traps? Uh, what are your thoughts, Kayla? Well, one thing I will say about right now, what I've learned under this new regime and Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel, like the two aren't letting anything out. And this is this is going to make it really tough for me and to do my job and all the other media people. And then for y'all, too, that, you know, have these great podcasts and are fans of the team. We're just not hearing anything. They're not leaking anything. And that's something I think Mike Vrabel wanted to make sure because he was not on the same page, in my opinion, as John Robinson. As much That's another one. Right. As much as you wanted to say they had a great relationship. OK, whatever you want to say on the surface level. But I just don't think they saw eye to eye at all. And I think they disagreed with a lot of things. And there was a lot that got leaked out under the John Robinson regime. And I'm not saying, you know, he did it. I don't know who did it, but we're not hearing a lot of that. It's a lot of tight lipped, you know, um, business over here. And in Lamar's situation in general, though, you guys, we're really not hearing a lot. And I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked when it finally, when he was able to start talking with teams on that Wednesday, I thought we were going to hear a whole bunch more. We didn't hear barely anything. And so it makes me wonder, are, are teams just not wanting to deal with the negotiation of not having an agent and he's clearly set at a certain number. But if I were the Titans, I think you got a new GM. You've got a situation where, like you said, you know, Tannehill isn't your future. I think if anything, they should at least talk to him. I think if anything, they should at least run, run the idea of, oh, okay, what would it look like bringing Lamar here to Tennessee? Would it make sense? Um, because there's nothing wrong with at least having the conversations, right, guys? And maybe they did, and it just hasn't, nothing's gotten out. But I think that it would be smart to have that conversation because you're right. They seem to want to compete next year. I mean, that was Brable saying, we're going to compete as long as I'm a head coach. Uh, not saying that that's going to be the case. I don't know what's going to happen in the AFC. Yeah, and, and everyone and their mother says how much Mike Rabel uh, eats, sleeps, and breathes the run, right? Right. And you want to talk about elevating your run game with a future Hall of Fame running back behind that man. Um, I, I just genuinely don't know how you game plan Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson in the same in the same backfield. So that that's really where what blows my mind the most, why we're not hearing any interest from Tennessee – Right. Because for a team that loves to run the ball so much and a team that has struggled throwing, uh, when you get a guy who can run like crazy and has had passing success with little to no help around them, it would seem like an ideal fit for him. Yeah, as long as you can get a little bit more here, right? Because you've got Derek, and he seems to not be going anywhere right now. I mean, I know that there were some kind of – Talk, talking rumors about him maybe potentially being traded. I, I think that's simmered down. So as long as you can, you know, continue to make sure you're solidifying the line, um, you've got to get a receiver in here. I, I, you got to get at least a veteran receiver and then draft a receiver. I, I just, I don't know what's going on in that room. It, it literally blows my mind. 
Yeah. Like, I your, don't understand. Who, who is your uh, veteran wide receiver? Because there's really none on the market right now. Adam Thielen just signed with the Carolina Panthers, and now there's rumors that DJ Shark has followed a ton of Panther players, so he may be going well, to Carolina as well. That's what I was – I mean, DJ Shark was what I was hoping to at least yeah. have some traction on. And you know what? Who the hell wants to come there, though? Because they know uh-huh. that they're going to be blocking as a, as a wide receiver, like, first and foremost – they're going to be a blocking wide receiver. So I don't know until they try to, until they start to show that trend of not going in that direction. I don't know what wide receiver would want to come here right now. If they don't know what that room looks like or how this offense is going to operate. I think that's part of the problem too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think uh, going back to Lamar where the hesitancy is, because I'm a little bit on the minority on that side. I'm, not to say the man isn't extremely talented. We know who he is, but we have to be honest with the fact that the last two years he's missed 10 games. His style of play is a little worrisome. Um, <clears throat> you know, we would potentially have surrounded him with less talent that he had in Baltimore behind the line that hasn't really played together at all. And I think that's the reason why the Ravens only offered him that three-year deal, which he tweeted about, because to commit to him for five to six years – we are probably going to have to give him a quarter billion dollars, I think is an extreme risk. And I don't think this team right now is that's their move. So nothing to take away from Lamar Jackson, extremely talented, but you can't ignore the fact his style of play is worrisome considering it looks like it's starting to catch up with him a little bit. I mean, it's 12 games, the last four years, 10 games, the last two years. And, you know, that's not something that, you know, He's not going to change his style of play because that's what makes him special. Sure. So, you know, I don't think that's uh, their move right now. I wouldn't be mad at it, but I don't think it makes the most sense, especially because you would have to cut key players to be able to make room to sign him. So sure. I just think it's a risky move, and that's not where they're at right now. You also have to put in, you know, the whole debate on you know, why are people so – ticked at Ryan Tannehill still to this day because he's not a playoff mentality whatever can't get him over the hump type of quarterback in the postseason like Lamar hasn't had much success either so I know that there's that argument too like okay well what has he really proven when it matters the most right like regular season okay cool but let what, what can you do when the bright bright lights are on right yeah. So I see both sides of that as well. And I do think the injury thing, dealing with a, a few of those injuries as of late and just knowing that he is such a, you know, physical guy, he's on the run, he, he's more apt to getting hurt and how Vrabel's kind of said he wants to shy away from, you know, injury situations in terms of injury prone players. I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he has had some that have piled up a little. So I could see that too being a thing where Vrabel maybe is like, nah, I'm good. All right, Caleb, before we let you go, we have a new little segment on the show uh, to get to know our guests a little bit more. So uh, Sammy, just roll it. Think fast. All right, so we're going to put you into the hot seat. We're going to ask you a couple series, uh series of questions, little fun okay. questions. So um, your favorite band. Favorite band. Oh, my God, you guys. Okay, so does it have to be like rock or it can be anything? A- anything you want. Okay. Um, oh, my God, you guys. I, uh, shoot. 
<laughs> um, this is hard because I'm such a rap person. Like I love like rap and R. Like I'm like a big Biggie and Tupac and like doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All, all the ones that have passed, if you want to say. I'm um, in my 30s, so I appreciate it. It's all good. Yeah, like I'm a big Biggie Tupac, you know, that kind of uh generation of rap. All right, that's good. Past Titan, you would add to the current roster right now. Oh god. Oh my goodness. Um Honestly, I'm not going to think too far back because I really wanted to come back to Tennessee at Johnu Smith. Okay. We did say that about him going to Atlanta, too. We wanted old Johnu back. Right? Uh, favorite bar on Broadway? Ooh. Um, I'm going to have to say um, – oh, my gosh. The honky-tonk. There we go. And if you have to choose one – one sport for the rest of your career to, uh, to cover, pro or college, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with – you know what? I, I'm probably going to go with the NFL. I would have said MLB, I, and I'm still a big baseball fan, but the NFL has grown on me spending six seasons here. So, And it's always – it's the biggest and the baddest, right? Yeah. So I'll go one, with the NFL. One thing you miss from your home state of Washington. Ooh, the uh, the mountains and the natural lakes. Okay. And your last your last question. You've been through seven cities covering all your sports. What is your favorite city? I would have to say, let's go with Nashville. Yep, we'll go with Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We knew that answer was coming. That, that's <laughs> a safe answer. That's home now. Uh, all right, Kayla, we, we thank you so much for, for taking the time out to join us. Obviously, you can find uh, Kayla on Twitter at Kayla Anderson TV. Uh, you can also find her on 104.5 The Zone weekdays from 6 to 10 of Ramon, Kayla, and Will. Kayla, I can't thank you enough, and maybe sometime down the road we'll chop it up again once some more sure. once more dominoes fall, you know, obviously. I'm sure they will. Yeah, yes. all right. But uh, thanks so much, Kayla. You have a wonderful night. Hey, thanks so thank much for having you. me. Take care. Thank you. All righty. Kayla Anderson from 104.5 The Zone, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, very knowledgeable, of course, and we appreciate everything she does. So um, hopefully we'll catch up with her later down the road. Um, and moving on from that, uh, as of, I believe, what was it? It was like a 3 a.m. signing, it looked like. I mean, I was still up at the time, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever the hell. Um, we did sign a cornerback from – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I know it ends with bunting, fellas. Uh, help me out on this one. I'm going. I'm passing to the English major. Bunting. Who is it? Sean Murphy Bunting. Sean Murphy Bunting. That's it. That's it. Yes. Um, did a little research. The fans fucking hate him over to Tampa Bay. They're like, good luck with this guy. He blows coverage left and right. But then there's some critics that say he's got some upside. What are your thoughts on that, Vin? I mean, I like him a lot. He was very crucial in the Bucks Super Bowl run. I believe he had an interception or so in the uh, divisional round and then in the uh, AFC uh, NFC title game. I like him, too, because he brings a little more veteran experience to a younger group. Um, you know, and we do need depth. Caleb Farley looks like a bust. Uh, Elijah Molden's had trouble staying on the field. Christian Fulton's had trouble staying on the field, although he is extremely talented. I believe Molden's talented as well. And then we have a second-year guy in McCreary who showed promise last year, but it's just a room that I think that needed a little more depth on the quarterback room. And I like him. I like the price we got him at. And to be honest, I like all the deals we have signed so far. They're very team-friendly. Even someone like Dillard, who's 
nine million a year. If you can get someone that's a legit offensive lineman, I think that's a bit of a bargain. But I don't think there's anything to worry about with him. You know, if it doesn't go right, it doesn't go right. It's a one-year deal. It's cheap. But he has made plays in this league, and he adds a little bit of depth and experience to what is a pretty young room that hasn't stayed the healthiest. Let's just be real with it. So I like the signing. I think he's a talented player. And I like, um, you know, the salary, uh, the contract that they gave him. So, mm, yeah, not to, not, not to piggyback off of Vin. He, he hit everything on the head. But uh, it definitely gives the opportunity for uh, Roger McCreary to move from uh, the outside to inside where he's inside. Yeah, naturally, uh, naturally plays. So um, it's a solid signing, in my opinion. So obviously, I like it so much better than Caleb Farley. I, I wish that guy, we can, we can. X his contract out because he is the biggest bust of all time next to Isaiah Wilson. Well, I think there's still some jurors that are out on that, but um, I mean, listen, he, he's been really hurt and I, I played football in like five years. Yeah, 2019. I know, I know but I, 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 I know a lot of people don't take, put a lot of stock in this, but sometimes I put a little bit of stock in it. He seems really motivated. If you look at his his social media, it seems to be really yearning to get back in the field and be productive. Um, I also see him partying like a rock star, so it's tough to 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 figure out which which side of the aisle he's on. But um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna get, obviously, he, he looks like he'll probably make the roster this year again, unless there's some wild cornerback depth that we add on top of this cat from uh, Tampa Bay. But um, we'll see. You know, definitely didn't. Again, guys, I don't like being pessimistic. I don't like disagreeing, but like these signings are good. I, I don't. You can say what you want, Ben. I don't. I really don't. I want to. I didn't even have to pay it this time. You said it. Well, because you're fucking shaking your head, so I, I don't think I can put those pieces together. Um, you know, I, I'd love to agree with everyone, absolutely. But I just I, these <laughs> signings. Okay, you can say that all you want, but it, the facts are the facts. Um, I, I'm just I'm like, yeah, these signings are good, but I. You know, I don't think these signings get us really much closer to being in contention for anything besides a shitty division. So um, I understand why you guys are content with them. I understand why most of the fan base is content with them. But, um, you know, I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, this is a team that was at number one seed in the AFC, then decided to lose seven in a row in one of the biggest collapses in basically NFL playoff history. Um, or I should say, you know, regular season history. And like, just because it's a new GM, we're supposed to just be okay with the fact that we're just basically replacing guys we let go. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I just think he's. I think there's a there's a bigger plan for him. I don't think he's going to shove all his chips in. You know, in the no, I get it. Well, let's let's let, let's have a let's have a discussion right now. Okay, is is Andre Dillard uh, better than um, Dennis Daly? Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Nate yes. Davis, this this offensive guard that came from from um, San Francisco. Is he better than Nate Davis? We don't know. 50-50 split, but you paid this kid way less money than you're going to would have paid Nate Davis. Okay, and then Al Shair is basically the same player as David David Long, but yep. for a cheaper version, and he's on the field more. Not much right? cheaper, but a little cheaper, yeah. Just about. He's on the field more, yeah. Yeah. So, And then we got Will Compton uh, Jr. as a special team ace. And then who was the other guy? Uh, Arden Key. Oh, yeah, Arden, Key. Arden Key, another one that he's he didn't really do anything the first three years, but now he's really turned it on with 90 pressures, I think, the last two years he's had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a healthier – Replacing Dupree. Yeah. What would you say? 
No, you're like you just said, replacing yeah, the pre. Yeah, re re replacing the pre at, at, a, cheaper cheaper, at, a, cheaper, at a cheaper number. Mm -hmm. So I think we're we have some solid. The thing that we're lacking, and we said it to her before, is the wide receiver position. There is nobody on the market right now besides Nicole Hardman, Miko um, Hardman, or whatever. And then you have Pringle at the bottom of the list or whatever. Yeah. It's like I said, DJ Shark. It looks like he's going to sign with Carolina. And then who do we have? Then we're going to rely on rookies again, and we're going to have first and second year guys in that wide receiver room. And NWI is the only vet. That's yeah, disgusting. We brought your boy back. Who? Yeah. We brought your boy. Well, you just said it. NWI. Oh, he's the only it. veteran in that group. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, they could still trade for Jerry Judy. You know, that's something. Yeah, I think but you're going to are you going to give a one for him? He's not worth that. I would give a three at most. I think Jerry Judy finished last year very, you, very strong. And if you added him with Traylon Burks, I think that is a nice one-two punch. I'm a, I've been a huge fan of Jerry Judy since Alabama, but you don't know. I mean, they could they could take your boy uh, Jackson and Najiba at Ohio State. Yeah, they but can that's go. still another young guy, though. That means okay. you, have, you know. Yeah, would you go after Cam, Would you have to go after Cam Sutton instead of Jerry Judy for a cheaper price? I would take either one of them. If it was up to me, I would go Jerry Judy, but I have no problem with Cortland Sutton either. What did I say? Did I butcher that? No, no, I butchered it. And then, then you got the you got the Hopkins, the Hopkins sweepstakes that's still yeah, I mean, that's, that's what would be hilarious because it would be the most Titans thing for us to trade for him and for him to do absolutely nothing. I Well, again, this is what I'm saying. Even Kayla touched on it, guys. Like, who the fuck wants to come here Mm -hmm. If we're going to have the same offensive play style year in, year out, it has to stop. That's the reason why I was – again, that's also part of why I mentioned two weeks ago why I would entertain a Henry trade for a first or second round pick because if that's what it's going to have to take in order them to, for them to realize, okay, can't run 35 times a game with a rookie running back or a veteran running back that wouldn't make any sense. He's going to have to be elite to be able to attempt to do that. And that's just the dice we're going to have to roll. That's the pill we're going to have to swallow. Nobody wants to come here. No free agent wide receiver is going to look at this place as a potential landing spot when they know for fucking certainty they're going to be lucky, lucky to get 100 targets. That's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. So, again, you know, I can't state this enough. This shit needs to go. Three, we need a 180 offensive scheme change, and I, hopefully that, you know, Mr. Kelly is gonna is gonna provide that for us. No, no one's trading a one or a two for Henry as good as I he don't is. think so. But you some know, people wouldn't even wouldn't even contemplate that if it was offered, which I can't you know, understand. Yeah, you obviously have to listen, but I don't think anyone you know is is trading one or a two for almost a 30 year old running back that over the last three years has had over a thousand carries. Um, you know, I just don't think it'd be the smartest thing to do unless you think that Derrick Henry makes you a bona fide Super Bowl contender for the next two to three years, which I feel as though with all the dominoes that have fallen with running backs during the podcast uh, right now, I was just scrolling down on my phone. I saw Damian Harris uh, signed with the Bills. So, you know, you got running backs being signed all David, over. The, the Bills, Damian Harris? Damian, uh, uh, who's the guy from the Patriots? Oh yeah, what, the receiver? No, no, the oh, running, running back. back. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, so he signed with the Bills. I mean, you see running backs get signed all over. Um, and I don't think you know. I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. And I do think that this team does think with 
Henry back and Tannehill back and a receiver added through the draft with Chig in his second year and uh, Brooks hopefully improving and Kyle Phillips staying healthy, that we could put together a, a pretty decent offense that's capable of winning the division. That's um, another Oh my bad. That's another thing. We have we have uh, Austin Austin Hooper. He's he's visiting with the with the uh, Raiders. I would, the Raiders. I, would, I would sign him at the right number if it's going to be you know if Dalton Schultz got nine million. I think you can get Hooper for seven or eight. I, I would he, go for it. He ain't even Oakland. Here is a, a huge fan of him, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. I think he's going to go in the first round. I'd love him. And I think I think I think he is a Vrabel guy through and through. He's who will do. You ask him to pick up a pile of shit and eat it because you tell him it's going to win the game. He'll do it. He'll block. He can catch. He's obviously an intelligent guy, Notre Dame graduate. I think that wouldn't be the craziest thing to do at eleven. It could be surprising, but I mean, if this guy can give you, you know, seven, eight, nine years as a starting tight end, I don't hate that move at eleven. That's another yeah. glaring need, man. I'm telling you, the Raiders I mean, are not letting him leave that building. If he's, if I mean, if he really is worth that, so if he's really worth that. I'd be down for it. I haven't really watched any film on Meyer, so I no, he's 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 pretty good football player, Michael. Yeah. I watch a lot of Notre Dame, a lot of Irish friends I got. They're all Notre Dame fans. I joke with them and call them the Fighting Italians. So I uh, I watch a lot of Notre Dame football, and this kid is is the real deal for sure. Yeah. Um, so just to touch on what I opened the show with briefly. Um, and I touched a little bit on it with Kayla. Uh, I know off the bat, Vin will have some some counters on it, which is good, obviously, to, to for for both perspectives. Um, but I, you know, I, I I don't understand how when there is a possibility that a talent is available like Lamar Jackson, that a team that is predicated on the run, it's been that way their entire existence in two states, that they're not screaming, banging on the door of Lamar Jackson with a fucking blank check. Because if there's a guy that you would want to be a running, to be part of a running, running style of offense, not to mention the fact that we might not have seen his potential as a thrower. Cause the guys had one, one big white dude to throw to his whole fucking career. Right. I mean, I think Traylon Burks would be his best receiver in his career immediately. And that's not saying much. So, you know, between the fact that we're a running team, the fact that there could be untapped potential as a thrower, previous MVP five minutes ago, I don't understand how they're not all in. Because what that does, like I said earlier, that opens you up. Now now you don't have to think about a quarterback this year in the draft. You don't have to think about a quarterback next year in the draft. I'm talking a four- or five-year contract. And you can use those draft picks to do whatever you want with them. Uh, but, uh, you know, as of now – based on the fact that there's been little to no talks, they clearly don't think he's worth that kind of money, worth that kind of, um, you know, uh, hope and worth that kind of trust. So um, there's been no noise unless Rand and Mike got some shit brewing, which I'll tell you, my dad is absolutely convinced it's happening. And it's beyond speaking it into existence. It's in his mind, it's done already. Um, but I don't understand, it, it, you know, unless they're just doing a really good job keeping it under wraps, how we're not hearing more about their uh, involvement in trying to obtain him. But Vin, you can give us some kickback on that and why you're not is, is not not as high on that kind of transaction as I am. I mean, there's no doubting the kid is talented as could be. I do think he has the ability as a thrower if he was given real weapons. I mean, you look what Jalen Hurts did this year when they added 
uh, someone's name who we will not mention anymore. Uh, they gave him two legit receivers, and you know he balled out this year. Probably still should have been the MVP, in my opinion, of the league. Um, that being said, his style of play, it's predicated on the run. He's always going to look to run first, in my opinion. And the last three years he's missed uh, – the last two years, I'm sorry, he's missed 10 games. It seems like his style of play is catching up with him a little bit. I think there's a reason why Baltimore only offered him three years because I think to commit to him for anything more than that five, six years is asking a lot when you're going to have to pay him a quarter of a billion dollars. We're in a situation right now where if we were going to make that move, Bayard gone, Tannehill obviously gone, maybe even Henry gone. You're going to have to open up a lot of space to be able to sign him. And I don't think with what they've done in free agency free agency right now, these conservative one, two-year deals, I think the longest deal we've given so far was to Arden Key and uh, Andre Dillard, three years apiece. I don't think we're looking to make a huge splash and commit hundreds of millions of dollars to a player who, although is extremely talented, no denying that, has had trouble staying on the field. And we've been saying it for a long time, your best ability is availability. He's missed 12 games the last four years, 10 games the last two years, and you're going to give him a line that hasn't played together. We don't know how it's going to look. And you're probably going to have to get rid of a lot of talent to get to get him. So you're going to surround him with less talent that he already had in Baltimore, make him pick up more of the workload. Um, I just don't think it's it's the sound decision. Would I be mad? No. He is extremely talented, and I think he's a playmaker, and he's an X factor. I just think as time goes on, it has shown. I said it to all my buddies when he first got on the field. This kid is great. I am telling you, though, four, five, six years into the league, it's going to catch up with him, and it seems like it has a little bit. And let's just call it what it is. I think that's why his market is a lot softer than, you know, a lot of people think it should be. And also, he, he has no agent. You know, you're, you're dealing with him. So when the intricacies of a contract are being worked out, you want to deal with someone who's, you know, gone to school to negotiate those things. And I'm just sure it's probably really frustrating on a lot of different levels to negotiate with a player straight up who thinks he's worth double than what you're offering him. So. I don't think that's the prudent move for us right now. But if we did make it, I'm not going to sit and cry in my room and say, oh, my God, we got Lamar Jackson. We're screwed. You know, I'd be happy about it. We have nothing else to be but to be optimistic. I just don't think it's the prudent decision at the moment. You could just drop that mic right now because there's nothing else to say about that. All right. Well, listen, again, um, if it's if it's about the injury – if it's about being injury prone, I'll understand it wholeheartedly. But outside of that, I, don't, I mean, the guy had like 65 touchdowns in two seasons with fucking nobody, with nobody. So you don't want to pay. You were going to, you know, you were considering keeping in, keeping Tannehill for what, 10 million less? Okay. So you won't lock up another guy for an extra three years. That's a previous MVP that runs the ball unlike any quarterback in the history of the NFL. I'm not talking about a 10-year, $600 million Mahomes contract. I think four or five years gets it done. And, you know, you could throw a fourth-year option in there. So, I mean, like, you know, it, I just – I don't understand it. If, if You know, we got to make up our minds here. Do we want to Do we want to contend now? Do we want to tank to get our rookie quarterback? Like, what is it? I mean, I you know, 
I, I just I can't understand. We we watch this guy. We've seen this guy. What he's done to us. Yes, he got in a bad hole early again in 2019, and nobody could stop Derrick Henry. So it was a, a formula for disaster. And another thing I want to bring up too. Everyone talks about his playoff record against Tannehill. The guy's been in the league fucking half the time. Tannehill's been in the league. Kid's got five years in the league. Tannehill's got a decade in the league. I don't know how you compare the two guys uh, based on playoff uh, performance. It's ridiculous. Again, I can't stress this enough. The guy had nothing. Guys had nothing to work with in Baltimore. And another thing, this is all predicated on keeping Derrick Henry. If you're going to get rid of Derrick Henry, then Lamar Jackson is not as potent as he could possibly be in Nashville. So um, that has to be that has to be part of this situation. Um, but the guy's an absolute stud. The guy's a, the guy's fucking showtime. Absolutely. And you give you give him a tight end that that that's on the rise. You give him a, a wide receiver that's on the rise. You know, you give him an, an, another another guy in the draft, second round guy with promise, some height, some speed. I mean, dude, the guy was throwing a Marquise Brown. That was his that was his best target outside of Andrews, obviously. That wasn't a tight end. We we we, we might not have even be able to see this guy at his full potential. It just blows me away and, and that that's that people are, are so against it. But I know what you said, Vin, you're not gonna be pissed if it if it if it happens. But in my eyes, it is hands down, hands down the best option for them. Well, there just gonna- has to be something that us as fans don't know that a lot of teams around the league know because if if his if his ceiling was that high, I think, you know, people thought as high of him as a lot of fans do. Something would have happened already, whether it was with Baltimore or another team. But for all 32 teams to kind of be like numb on it, you know, when the whole world thought, even Kayla said it, the day free agency started, someone would, you know, sign into an offer sheet. Nobody's on anything with him. So maybe there's something else we don't know about him that, you know, 32 teams have the resources to find out about. You know, I, I don't know. Like I said, if it was up to me, it wouldn't happen. I don't think it's the, the prudent decision to make at the moment. If we did it, I got no other choice but to support it. I wouldn't That's be mad. No, I wouldn't be mad either. But I, I'm telling you, I think it's more the, the the you know more of the lines of it's the two first round draft picks for the offer sheet, and it's a it's almost a quarter billion. I mean, you know, a quarter billion dollars, two hundred fifty million dollars, almost and half of that, more than half of that is going to be guaranteed. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not all. In and I'm not all out on Lamar Jackson. The guy's got incredible talent, but like like Vince said, there's got to be something else. Yeah, there's got to be something else. But don't forget, guys, this this defense that we've been grown to to, to love that's been built by guys like Kevin Byard, obviously now Jeffrey Simmons. Um, and you know we we we've been we've been pretty lucky with defenses being good relatively often. Um, you know the window for that all, with for that defense of potency is probably going to start getting slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. You know so. Um, it, it, to me, it boils down to, do you want to take another risk on another guy when this team's historically had no luck drafting quarterbacks or you take the guy that you know is proven won an MVP thrown tons of touchdowns to fucking nobodies and give it a shot with a guy who, with a guy behind him that could be the greatest runner to ever touch a football. It, it just again, it, it makes a lot of sense to me, and I would love Stroud. I'd love Stroud. I'd be, wow. I'd be, I'd be hyped for AR fifteen. I swear to God, I would be hyped for him. I really would, because I just, I love, I love guys that that play like him. I, I do. They, 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 you know, that's just, that's just how football is now. You got to play like Anthony Richardson. I mean, he's not, you know, he he's 
pretty unproven. He's only been he's only been popular for five minutes. You know, he didn't he doesn't have a lot of college football under his belt. But boy, the little bit that he does is, was 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 spectacular. So um, I'd love a rookie to get excited about again. But history just has a you know a tendency to repeat itself. And uh, there's a guy out there that's won an MVP and is only 26 years old. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how everything shapes up. Like Kayla said, those two guys are keeping everything under lock. So for all we know, they could be all balls deep. Well, I'm not going to say that. You know what I mean? You guys know what I mean? Cut that out, Sammy. They could be all in on Lamar Jackson. Um, and we don't even know it. And it's just a matter of a couple couple of T's getting crossed and a couple of I's getting dotted. So uh, we'll see how that shapes up. But I'm just ready for a fucking domino to fall. Okay. Not oh, some are, not man. some third string fucking Tampa Bay corner that's gonna start for us. I want a real domino to drop. Second string. Second string. But no, what I'm saying is he was probably he was he was Tampa's like third best corner. And now he's gonna probably be our number two. Um but you know worse things could happen than that. So, uh, anything you guys want to want to share before we wrap up? Just flew by another big one, obviously. Forty. No, right. we can get off soon before you know you say something a little more. Oh, listen, listen, Jen, you've been talking about shit every fucking week now. Dry shit, yeah. Shit. You got it. You have anything you want to say to us? Yeah, I've been having some some GI problems. All right, so it's been okay. heavy on my mind. All right, all you right. Know? Yeah. So, oh, no, that being said, though. Great episode. You know, I think uh, Domino will fall sooner rather than later. We have the draft a little more than a month away. So we'll at least have some questions answered in that regard. Free agency's drying up a little bit. So we'll see if we uh, go receiver or not with uh, what's left in free agency. But we'll have some answers soon enough as uh, the draft is only a month away. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully, I can't wait for the next draft. time we talk to each other. We we have another wide receiver in this room because it's slim picking right now. Yeah, yeah, not not a uh, Cody Hollister one year eight hundred thousand dollar deal because I could totally see that happening, or like a Mason Kinsey oh. two year two year one point two million dollar deal. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll we'll see how it works out. Uh, as always, make sure you like, subscribe, comment. Share the show with your friends on all the platforms that you might watch on. We're picking up a lot of steam, and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So uh, make sure you get us out there, and we'll have a bunch of new content for you as, as the weeks transpire. Excellent guests, as always. And uh, that's all we got for you tonight. So I hope everyone has a good one. Uh, tighten up, as always. And, Sammy, you can send me on out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.